This episode is brought to you by NordVPN. Listen up, nerds. No. Good evening, Mr. and Mrs. America, from border to border and coast to coast and all the ships at sea. What? Hello, friends. Do you have a computer? Of course you do, because it's not 1987. Hell, you're listening to this on some kind of computer right now. But do you have a VPN? Oh, (laughs) what's a VPN, you ask? Well, my friend, a VPN is a virtual private network and it offers two key benefits. Enhanced privacy and security online. But VPNs do a lot more than that. VPNs shield your IP address, change your browsing location, and make online life easier. It's all about safety and security, my friends. But, like everything else in life, it's also about watching TV. Don't let your paid subscriptions go to waste. I use NordVPN to access my home content while I'm traveling. Wink, wink. Plus, secure your connection on public Wi-Fi in airports, hotels, cafes, anywhere you go when you're traveling. There's over 6,300 servers in 111 countries, and you can find a nearby server for the best VPN speeds. NordVPN is easy to use. Connect with one click or enable auto-connect for zero-click protection. And it's got amazing speed. NordVPN is one of the fastest VPNs out there. And with just one NordVPN account, you can use it on six devices. It supports every major platform, Windows, Android, iOS, Mac OS, Linux, even Android TV. I think those are all real. Don't miss out on all the awesome benefits for using a VPN. Go to nordvpn.com ifanboy today for a risk-free 30-day money-back guarantee. The link's in the show notes. Once again, that's nordvpn.com ifanboy. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Um, you ever feel like you really need to get something off your chest? This is this this is a, like a real thing. Like, if you're mad, if you're upset, if uh, if there's something going on, like the I, there's there's often for me an idea. Maybe it's a wrong. Maybe it's a moment. It's it's an injustice. It's something that because you, you keep going on and on over and over in your mind about it, and like that can create anger and resentment or shame, whatever it is. And very often. I have found, I am not a therapist, I have found that when you let it out, when you give it voice, when you say it out loud, um, sometimes it makes you feel better because you've, you've expressed it. And sometimes it makes you realize like, oh, this is not a big deal that I've, it's been stuck in my head. So you give voice to those things um, and it can make you feel a lot better. And shock of all shocks, therapy is one of those things that can help you do that. It can help you be able to say those things in a place where you don't need to worry about the repercussions of it, work your way through it, uh, figure out coping skills, how to get around it, you know, find, find ways to deal with that stuff instead of letting it fester. Um, if you are thinking of starting therapy, uh, if anything I said sounds familiar, you're like, oh, maybe my life would be a little better if I could deal with that kind of thing. You should give BetterHelp a try. It's fully online. It is convenient, flexible. It is suited to your schedule. That's the idea. That's what they're going for. Um, you can fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist. That's a big deal. You can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. That that personal connection, I believe, to be super important. Again, I'm not a professional. Uh, get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash iFanboy today. You get 10% off your first month. That is BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash iFanboy. You're listening to Goodfellas Minute 37. I know I'd go from rags to riches if you would only say you can. Hello and welcome to Goodfellas Minute, the only podcast that analyzes the Martin Scorsese picture Goodfellas one champagne minute at a time. I am here. All right. <laughs> You're here? Are you here? Barely. I am Josh. I'm here with Ron. Hello. And Connor. Hi. 
Hi. Uh, <laughs> this minute Whoa. starts with Henry meeting Bruce and ends with a crane shot. <laughs> so, so not only does he meet Bruce, but I'm pretty sure he meets little Bruce, too. <laughs> and his buddies. I, I'm having a hard time. So, so uh, I can't even. <laughs> I haven't paused and I can't tell if it's a tennis ball or his crotch. <laughs> I'm pretty sure they didn't put his. I don't know. <laughs> so we Uh-oh. probably should clarify what right, we're talking. You're right. What is that? We probably should clarify that. Something in his pocket. There's something in his left front no, pocket. I, I, there's definitely something in his pocket. I don't know. <laughs> They're very snug shorts. So, uh, so Henry and Karen are relaxing at Karen's parents' beach club on the South Shore of Long Island when Bruce, Karen's across the street neighbor, comes up and says hello, wearing very high waisted short shorts. <laughs> and that something was standard in practice. <laughs> I'm just gonna say that there is there is a noticeable bulge. <laughs> Pointed right at Karen too. <laughs> right at her. <laughs> just talk, talk about foreshadowing. <laughs> <laughs> And is he waspy? No, he's not waspy. He's I think he's oh, well. Don't make me say it. I mean, I, well, is Bruce a Jewish name? Yeah, I think Bruce is Jewish. Oh, you're right. Yeah, yeah. You're right. Look it's how hairy he is. Look how hairy he is. Okay, this is all wrong. <laughs> it's very likely though that she lived in a neighborhood with lots of Jewish people, as yes. opposed to a mixed neighborhood yeah. at that time. Is my guess. Yes, agreed. Uh, so and and it's a club. I'd alluded to this before, but Probably. we said something it was something like a, a country club, but it doesn't seem to be uh, exclusionary, as would have been somewhat common at the time. Right. Well, I mean, it's exclusionary in that there's a whole lot of white people here. <laughs> well, at the time, they would have said, "No, they're Jewish people." Josh oh well, it could be a club for the for, I mean, but but I mean, Jewish, a Jewish club. Could be yeah, Jewish club. I mean, money talks. I mean, you know, like like looking at the people around them, they all appear to be well off. Well, let's go back to Bruce. Um, a combination of things. One, can Henry look more disinterested shaking that dude's hand? Well, no. this is the this is the thing I, I wrote. Is he shy or is he threatening? No, he's, he's a dick. Just, he, he's he's being a dismissive. Yeah, he's being okay. dismissive. Yes, absolutely. Um, and he then, does no, have a little like shyness about him, apparently. Well, I think he, he de- I think like he parent. definitely fe- he definitely feels like he doesn't fit in and in this location. He feels I mean, uncomfortable in the place. Yeah, I mean, just His look. Body at, language is uncomfortable. Yeah, just look at the difference between Bruce and Henry. Like Bruce is in the short shorts and the Lacoste, you know, white shirt, going to play tennis, and Henry's in a, you know, in that in a, in a wide collared, you know, like it's it's uh, clearly Henry doesn't fit in. So. His body language is very closed off. His arms are crossed. He's hunched. He doesn't yeah. feel. He he's not bored. He didn't say anything. He's not peacocking <laughs> around. But at the same time, he. He, as soon as he saw this guy checking, I mean, the rest of the minute, is look, he's, look, he's watching Bruce the whole time. Yeah, he watches Bruce leave. And then he asks, so Bruce comes over and says, hey, Karen. And she goes, oh, hi, Bruce. And she goes, this is Henry. And they shake hands. Then Bruce walks away, and Henry watches him walk away, and then goes to Karen. You know him? It's like, she just talked to him. <laughs> like, like, of course she knows him. She knew him by name. It's like. <laughs> no? Why? <laughs> let's, let's talk about Bruce a little bit. Bruce is played by Mark Evan Jacobs. And uh, he only had five roles, mm-hmm. including Pinelli in Biloxi Blues. That's, and that sounds like quite a waspy name, by the way. <laughs> Mark, Mark Evan, Evan Jacobs. Jacobs. It, the, only, the reason why he only had five roles is because in 1996, he retired from acting to become the president and COO of J.R. Watkins' company. What is that? Which is a family company that makes health remedies, baking products, household items, all under the J.R. Watkins' company brand. And then you can find them all over the uh, 
country in various stores, he is still a president COO of J.R. Watkins Company. Ah, so, he, so Bruce did all right for himself. He decided, you know what? I can make no money by being uh, basically a glorified extra. Yeah. Or I can go make a lot of money being this present CEO of a, of a health, health um, beauty product company. So he did that. Nothing wrong with that. So he's off. Good call, Bruce. No more, no more short shorts for him. Please, please go back to pants, Bruce. <laughs> Do we need any more foreshadowing? Uh, <laughs> so uh, you, you get a nice you get a nice little musical transition here as the uh, as a song starts up at the beach club and then transfers to the next scene. And Josh, what song are we listening to? Oh, we are listening to "Roses Are Red" by Bobby Vinton on that amazing music cut. Uh, this one, a little more period specific, released in 1962, Bobby Vinton's first hit. Uh, it was number one on the chart for four weeks, which I think was a very big deal back then. Oh yeah, uh, really big deal now. Uh, but it would only mean they'd sell 100,000 copies now. <laughs> um, it's the number uh, four song in all of 1962, according to Billboard. Uh, Vinton found the song in a reject pile at Epic Records. He first recorded it as an R&B number, uh, but he was allowed to re-record it in a slower, more dramatic arrangement. And strings and a, a vocal choir added the, the popularized version that we're all used to hearing here. And this is in my head for three days. I love this song. After I, after I sort of watch these minutes. For some reason, me and my friends in high school used to sing this song. And I, don't, and, I, and I know it came from watching Goodfellas, but I don't know why we kept on singing it. The, sticks, the melody sticks in your head. Yeah, just like for some reason, it really, it really, uh, it really it's resonated. Got that, it's got that start-stop thing, too, yeah. where they, on the cut. Yeah. Um, we, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, this is a nice transition because we go from the beach club to Henry and Karen on a date. And I guess this is the Copa or a club, or they, I couldn't see where this sh- this scene was filmed. Whether it was the Copa or another club, but once again, Henry and Karen are sitting right up front, and they get a bottle of champagne. And turns out the bottle of champagne is from Mr. Bobby Vinton, who gives Henry a high sign while he's singing on stage. Uh, and I have to question the validity of that actually happening. <laughs> this falls more into the romantic memory kind. Yeah, of Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, I like that when he first gets the champagne, he is suspicious of it. <laughs> He has a f- yeah, you were taking a drink. I, got I was. He got me. He got me. <laughs> like he's looking at like what the bot? What? Oh, it's from and the then Henry holds up his glass, and Vinton kind of you know does the salute while he's singing, which I just I, I it's very specific. Well, if you think about it, most of these a lot of these performers were entwined with the mob because sure. the mob ran all these clubs. Yeah. I mean, yeah. if there was a mob, it's they just, would run these clubs. Exactly. Hypothetically, I mean, if there was, if there's any sort of labor traps. connection, yeah, yeah, exactly. So it's Good possible yeah. that the reason why they're always treated so well by these guys is because they were in yeah. business with. Them. Yeah. Henry's Henry's champagne is foamy, but hers is flat. Yeah. Interesting. So, mm. um, interesting casting note. Uh, throughout the whole movie, Scorsese tried to cast as accurately as possible. Um, like we saw when we saw the Copa scene, the, the maitre d' was the actual maitre d' of the Copa back in the 60s and 70s. Uh, that was great casting. In this particular case, uh, Robbie Vinton, uh, the son of Bobby Vinton, is playing his father, Bobby Vinton, in the scene. So a little family connection there as a Vinton is on stage. And so. a fun fact for this minute is that if you ever find yourself in Branson, Missouri... Head on over to the Bobby Vinton Blue Velvet Theater. Oh, how about that? That, that is where you can often find the now 80-year-old Bobby Vinton performing. Great singer. Such a great singer. Know what I, know, and know who also knows how good of a singer Bobby Vinton is? The guy playing bass behind him who's looking at him like he's in love with him. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> Seriously, watch that dude play bass, and he is just staring at Vinton Singh. <laughs> and well, he was the he's he's got the voice. Oh yeah, it's, it's golden. It's great. It's a, it's a great. So that's a that's a that's a hit. That's a hit. Let me tell you, that's a hit. That's a hit. Yeah, that's what the guy who played Tootie would have said. He was a he was a Polish American icon. Well, there you go. <laughs> Bobby Vinton Polish. Yes. All right. He was nicknamed the Polish Prince of Pock. <laughs> what is Pock? I don't know. P O C H. Poch. Oh. I don't know. I have no so idea. you got to that word and you thought that's enough. I know everything I need to. <laughs> I got a lot of things to do. So, so I, I'm here, not. I'm not complaining. Here's one thing I don't understand: is that when when the waiter is pouring the champagne after the after the high sign, there are four glasses on the table. <laughs> well, it's I'll, he was not given appropriate instructions, and he did not want to. He's learned to bring too many glasses as opposed to not enough, lest you offend one of these men. Yes, and also Henry should know better than to drink a glass that foamy. Like you gotta mm-hmm. let it settle. You, you settle. You gotta let settle? it sit. S- settle. Yeah, he, he has some serious collar going on in the scene too. Yeah. What about Henry's pink watch band? No, that's it's gold and gold. it's re- reflecting the light of the stage. Oh, okay, yep. that makes more sense. There you go. All right, thank you. What about that, that? Pink would be out of place. Yeah, no. What about Karen's beehive? Great hair, great hairstyle by Karen. Finally, she got rid of the the the, the lopsided swoop and goes up with it. So it'll it'll be back. <laughs> but let's say let's give Henry Hill uh, a nod here. Can he woo a woman or what? I mean, it's wooing. He, strong this, woo. Strong woo. I mean, this ends with them. They they've transitioned from the club to the car with the champagne. Uh, smooth move by Henry Hill. Yeah, it's it's a lot easier to woo when you when you come into a vast fortune of cash <laughs> in a in a suitcase that that you won in Vegas. Yeah, so. playing the craps. <laughs> money for a kid like him yep yeah. alright well that's all I got for this minute you guys got this is else? not the Copa it's not the Copa had those big wa- round white oh yeah they had, the, and they had the big band things with the woman yeah, yeah so it's yeah. just Brazilian. a different club yeah it's a different club it's just a different, so. and Bobby Vinton's also really sweaty in this scene he is very sweaty well, the that's, one of the, that's one of the only specific things we've seen about weather in this movie everybody else is standing around in three layers of wool which nine months out of the near, out of year in New York City? That's that's Sweat City. So let's give it to him for authenticity. <laughs> Sorry, that's what's my abiding memory of living in New York City. It's so humid. Yeah, Why is and there was like, just a lot, a lot of wool and a lot of thick fabrics yeah. in the sixties. I think yeah. that every time I watch period movies about New York City, how these people live there? They yeah. didn't have air conditioning. They didn't get to do that thing where they walk by the open door and just think, "Oh, thank God." Because the air conditioning comes out of that door. I love that's that's the key. That's the, the key to surviving in Manhattan in the summer. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I yeah. know. Yeah. So. Oh. Anyway, that'll do for minute thirty-seven because we just we yeah we just avoided going down a road there. <laughs> uh, you can listen tomorrow for a minute thirty-eight. Until then, you can check us out on Twitter, Goodfellas Min, on Instagram or Facebook, at Goodfellas Minute, and you can find all of our episodes, of course, at our website, GoodfellasMinute.com. If you want to support the show, you can also go to GoodfellasMinute.com/support, where you can find our link to Amazon or a Patreon uh, link. Uh, any questions, email us at contact at goodfellasminute.com. You, you, got, you guys coming back tomorrow? I, I think we have to. I don't I, don't, I, I signed in, up for this. I think it's in the contract. Only minute 38 at this point. We've got to keep on what? rolling. Yeah, that's too early to quit. Fair enough. All right. Well, then, thanks very much, and we'll talk to you tomorrow. Or will I go from a rags to return? My fate is on.